The Education Channel supports individual educational goals and encourages creativity for all. Visit uctv.tv slash education. ¿Me pueden contar de su vida en Guatemala y por qué emigraron a Estados Unidos? Uh, soy la, mejor, la mayor de siete hermanos y por eso fue la decisión de, de emigrar a los Estados Unidos para un mejor uh, mañana. Soy el mayor de siete hermanos y siempre quise el sueño americano. So, um, now I'm going to share a little bit of how I prepared to go to college. Uh, I was trying to figure out the college process alone. Uh, my parents are both immigrants from Guatemala and so by the age of, uh, I think, 13, I was on my own. I had to figure out how to, you know, get ready and prepare to apply to college. Um, and that um, was a task in itself. It was challenging. Um, a lot of questions being asked to everybody in my, in my realm at school. So counselors, teachers, especially my avid teachers um, who really helped and pushed me to, you know, pursue a college education and also just knowing exactly how to apply. Like I didn't know about ACTs. I didn't know about SATs. Um, I just knew, you know, you're going to fill out an application and hopefully they let you in. Um, and... In addition to that, I was the first in my family to go to college, so I couldn't ask like an older cousin. I'm the oldest of um, three sisters um, in my family, so I, you know, I was I was on my own. Uh, but that didn't really stop me. If anything, it fueled me to keep going. Just like my parents mentioned that, you know, they came to the United States for a better future, for a, a better tomorrow. And them being the oldest, also of their families, it pushed them to you know keep going and move forward. So. ¿Cómo se sintieron ustedes cuando yo quise una educación universitaria? Felices, porque mi hija iba a, a cumplir uno de sus uh, mejores uh, deseos y uh, para ella y para todos nuestros hijos iban a, ser, a tener un futuro mejor. Nos sentimos muy felices porque sabíamos que nuestra hija iba a ser alguien muy exitosa con un futuro muy grande. Hija, ¿qué significó para ti la universidad? So, yendo a la universidad, yo, so, me going to the university, um, it meant to me the world because it was, I was accomplishing a dream that I had set for myself as a young child. Uh, I always wanted to pursue a college education. I always wanted to, you know, make my dream come true of being an engineer. And so, you know, just starting that first step into, you know, what could possibly be my full-time career um, was just, uh, you know, I was proud of myself. I was also nervous and scared because I was going to leave home. But I, my parents always ingrained in me that a college education was the ticket to success here in America. So they wanted me to have a career um, and to be a role model for my sisters, not only just you know think of myself, but I was also focusing on my family too, focusing on them and focusing on how I can you know be an example to my sisters. And my parents, throughout my college education, were very supportive. They, um, you know, they couldn't, like, read my essays or help me on my math homework or any of that. But they definitely supported me through, like, moral encouragement, um, even finances. If I needed anything, they were always trying to help um, or even cooking me something. Like, I'd come home and my mom would have a little, like, lunch pail ready for me to take back to San Diego. So little things like that went a long way, especially when, you know, College is challenging, and so you need that support system to uh, back at home to help 
you, you know, push through um, all the endeavors you're going to face in college. Hija, cuando estabas eligiendo una universidad, ¿qué estabas uh, buscando? So when I was choosing a university, um, I was focusing, one of my main, one of my main uh, things that I was looking at was making sure that I wasn't going to accumulate a big amount of debt. I'm the first of three girls that will attend college in my family, so I didn't want to, you know, have a bunch of debt where it was my younger sisters weren't going to be able to go to college. Um, so I made sure to find scholarships to, you know, make sure the universities that accepted me were offering me a good financial aid package. And, um, you know, uh, I just wanted to make sure that everyone was going to be okay, even if I was pursuing something that, you know, was going to be possibly costly. Um, and I also wanted to make sure that the program, the, the school that I was choosing was going to have a good program um, related to STEM, because that was the field that I was choosing. I was going to choose an engineering school. I was going to choose a very STEM-focused university um, so I can focus on my career afterwards. I can be able to, you know, learn from faculty, to um, also do research, and then have companies, you know, be surprised, like, oh, wow, you're from UC San Diego. Um, wow, they have a good engineering school. Have you met this professor? Or, you know, just um, the name resonates also a lot by itself, too. Um, and um, funny thing is I did want to be close enough to home, but far away enough so I can grow by myself. Uh, being at home my first 18 years of like my life, um, you get very comfortable. You're in your comfort zone. So I needed to get out in order to grow on my own. Um, but make sure I'm able to come back home in case, I don't know, I needed anything or my car broke down and my dad needed to fix it or I needed food. Um, so close enough to home, but far enough for me to be able to grow on my own. I think when I first arrived at UC San Diego, it was, uh, there was like a shock in me because, you know, everyone who attends uh, a university is, you know, the cream of the crop of their high school and me Uh, graduating from high school was like the 1% top of the class. And so it's like, you know, you were in that realm. You knew kind of where you stood. And I was humbled to going to UCSD because it's like, you're not the only one anymore. Everyone is the cream of the crop. And uh, not only that, but also the faculty that were there, um, you're just amazed, like all the research they've done, like how accomplished they are. And um, it's almost inspiring, right? You want to become them. You want to be them. Um, but I, I was... In addition to I was also being exposed to different cultures. So I've always been used to, you know, uh, our Guatemalan culture or just a Latin American culture um, and me being American. But now I'm getting exposed to different uh, individuals from different cultures like Indian or um, Chinese, like different cultures that, you know, we're learning different things. We're trying each other's foods. We're talking about what our parents do. And there's similarities to like, you know, different languages And we're learning from each other and really creating that global aspect of now that, you know, all the students call UC San Diego home. Um, and navigating through college, I remember feeling like, in the, especially my first year, um, feeling almost unprepared. So because we weren't taught anything related to, you know, how to do college Um, in high school, you're taught basically like, this is how you study, this is how you take an exam in high school, and, you know, here are your grades. Um, you're going to get a GPA at the end of the year, and, you know, that's going to be what you're going to be using to apply to college. ¿Cómo te sientes uh, estando fuera de casa, hija? 
So while I was away from home, I think my it was challenging because I was always like a family person, always hanging out with my parents or my sisters. Uh, but I think I needed it in order to grow. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, being in the same comfort zone, like in the same bubble, you can't grow if you're constantly in it. You need to put yourself in situations where you're going to be forced to grow. And I think that's how I felt when I was away from home. Um, but I know I, I think I always tried to tell myself or keep reminding myself that it was for something good. I was sacrificing, you know, family time, sacrificing, uh, you know, seeing seeing my grandparents so often that, you know, it was going to be worth it in the end. Uh, no one had ever done it in my family. So uh, I needed to, you know, do it and be successful to, you know, prove that like, hey, um, being going away from home was okay. Like I'm not doing anything bad. I'm 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 growing. I'm becoming a professional, and uh, you know, it was sad sometimes. I think at the end of the day, I knew that I was going to be worth it in the long run. So, ¿cómo se sintieron ustedes estando yo fuera de la casa? Muy tristes, contento también a la vez, verdad? Porque ibas a a prepararte a tu futuro y uh, preocupada también uh, por tu comida como ibas a hacerle ahora <ríe> eh, a su adaptación uh, también verdad porque es va a ser una nueva ciudad San Diego y Bloomington es un, diferente y también a, a la adaptación de nuevos uh, diferentes estudiantes de diferentes uh, estados, países, eh, todo eso incluye eh, la preocupación, pero confiaba en, en Dios que todo iba a estar bien y, y, en, y en ti, de que ibas a salir adelante. Eh. Como lo mismo, por siempre estar fuera de la casa, una preocupación que todo padre creo que tenemos. Pero siempre confiando en que todo iba a estar bien y todo lo que necesitara ella siempre lo tenía con nosotros. Hija, ¿qué aspectos de la universidad tú crees que te ayudaron a tener éxito? I was part of an organization called SHIP, so Society of Hispanic Professional Engineers. They uh, were a group of individuals who, who were basically people of the same background who were also studying engineering, something STEM-related, that wanted to pursue a career as an engineer. So I resonated a lot with those individuals because we all had the same dream and came from a very similar background. Their parents were also immigrants or they were from Latin America. And it was just, you know, it was my home away from home. Uh, you know, we, we were all cooked the same things. We all listened to the same music. It was just... Like I mentioned earlier, it was my home away from from home, and it made me feel like I wasn't alone. And uh, yeah, I was I was I was with people that I was comfortable with. We shared similar interests, and just made it easier to talk about things and to help one another. Um, and in addition to you know ship, uh, I was also part of a program in Oasis uh, called Two Excel. And, um, you know, Oasis Tutoring also. I think Oasis Tutoring played a big part because as a first-generation college student, uh, I, and I mentioned this earlier, where I felt underrepaired going into college, 
uh, I needed that extra help. I was there in every office hours, you know, learning and engaging with my professors and my TAs, like making sure I understood the material. But sometimes that wasn't enough. So I had to, you know, find another resources that wasn't going to charge me. And I say that very specifically, like the charging part, like the financial part, because, you know, there were some students who had their own private tutors, but I knew I couldn't afford a private tutor. So I needed to find a way that I was going to get tutoring for free. And Oasis did that for me. They provided tutoring for me where I can go in and, you know, get my questions answered, listen to a lesson in case I wanted it redone again and get that extra help that I needed. And uh, there was another program called uh, CAMP that allowed me to do my uh, first research experience at UCSD. Um, and they focused on helping minorities specifically help uh, minorities specifically pursue research um, at UCSD or any UC college. Um, uh, it, it could branch out. I think every UC has that program. And it really just gives them the opportunity, you know, to gain skill sets, gain that research experience and, um, you know, fill up their resume that you're going to need when you start applying to jobs or applying to internships. And lastly, the Rasa Center really became um, another home away from home. Everybody that was there was, you know, always studying, but always like taking a break, too. And the, just if you ever walked into the Rasa Center, it's like you see all the colors, you see all the flags. And that's actually the first time where I resonated a lot from home because I saw the Guatemalan flag hung there. And everywhere around campus, you don't really see, you know, flags being put from a different, you know, country um, on campus. And so seeing that there was just reminded me of my parents, reminded me of my family. And I was like, okay, like this is a safe space. This is a space where I can be comfortable, where I can, you know, talk to people and the faculty, I mean the faculty, the employees that works there uh, were always so nice and so kind. They always had like, you know, bread or like sometimes they had extra food and they, it was like free to the students. And when you mention free food to any college student, they're going to run into that room <laughs> and take everything. Um, so if it wasn't pizza. It was like leftover rice and beans or tacos um, or just like I mentioned, like coffee and bread and that any college student like, would take it. Um, and, but specifically from the Rafa Center, um, Dr. Gerardo, he, you know, he was a great instrument in helping me like apply to graduate school. So like go, being with him and being able to talk to him about my experience at UCSD and him encouraging me to apply to grad school definitely was life changing. So I think those are the main aspects I think that helped me, you know, find success at UCSD. So my plan after leaving UCSD, uh, it varied a lot uh, from the summer of, yeah, summer of 2018 uh, going into June 2019 when I had walked the stage and become an alumni from UCSD. Uh, if you asked me in summer of 2018 if I thought I'd be where I'm at now, I would tell you no. <laughs> um, I had a different mindset. I was going to go work at a company and be a full-time engineer right out of college, right out of, and I would say right out of college, right out, right out of UCSD, just with my bachelor's, and um, that was going to be it. And I remember having a conversation with Gerardo, actually, uh, in spring 2018, and he encouraged me, he was like, you have all the qualifications to go to grad school, have you thought about it? And me being, you know, a little naive at the time about grad school, because 
I didn't know a lot of people that went to grad school. I just knew my professors and a couple TAs, and that was really it. I didn't know too many people. Um, so I was like, I don't even know how to apply to grad school. <laughs> I don't know what I need. Am I even prepared for it? Like you're saying I have qualifications, but what does that actually mean? And so we went through the whole process of figuring out what I needed to do in order to apply. Summer 2018, I, you know, was juggling my internship, but also thinking about what I could do if I really wanted to apply, like what was it going to actually take? Because it isn't just an application again, like how I thought undergrad was going to be. Like, you have to go through the GRE this time. You have to go through letters of recommendation. You have to go through, you know, different personal statements. And then you have to go to a statement of purpose. So there's multiple different um, levels of going through a graduate school application uh, compared to undergrad. In undergrad, I feel like uh, I was a little more prepared because I had been preparing since middle school with AVID. But in college, it was like, I did it all within like a semester with Gerardo. It was more like, okay, I want to do this. How do I get this done? Like, I know I'm basically putting like the gear on drive and we're like skirting out of here, but how do I, how do I, how do I make this happen? How do I, you know, make sure I get into grad school? And then how do I make sure I'm not in debt um, with graduate school? And so um, that, those are the biggest questions I had. Um, and luckily, I mean, I, I got accepted into multiple schools and I had the option to choose where I wanted to go. And that ended up becoming Carnegie Mellon University. Carnegie Mellon University is a prestigious university, private and well-known engineering schools. Um, their faculty take pride in their work and it's honestly a privilege to be a part of. The program I'm pursuing at Carnegie Mellon University is Engineering Technology Innovation Management. And what that program is, it bridges together the engineering side um, of uh, the school and the business side. And so it, it basically creates the next like program, program managers, the next directors, um, basically engineering tech leaders. And so that's exactly what I want it to become. Um, I am very technical, but I'm also very like business-like. I want to be able to be in those meetings where decisions are being made. And I, did, I couldn't think of a better program to help me prepare for that in my future. So when I actually was applying to grad school, I remember not telling my parents exactly where I was applying. I just remember telling them, I'm going to go to grad school. It's an additional year, two years after, you know, my bachelor's degree. And um, yeah, this is what I'm thinking of studying. I kind of just was very vague, didn't really go into details um, because I knew at this point it was more like I'm focusing on my work. I already pursued, you know, my engineering degree, my STEM degree, and uh, I wanted more of a focus, right? And so I didn't really tell them much, actually, when I was applying. I just told them, I'm applying, and um, I'll let you guys know once like, the, the acceptances come in, where, where, I, come, where, where I, I got in and where my decision is going to be made. And uh, I think at the time, I was just also being a little bit, like, I was nervous about the, what was going to happen. I wasn't sure I was going to get in. So I didn't want to give them any false hopes of like, oh, I'm going to go, you know, 20 minutes from home or I'm going to be, I don't know, somewhere across the country or, you know, in a different country. 
And so um, I just kind of kept it private to myself because I knew they were going to support me regardless. And uh, this was a decision I felt like I needed to do on my own. And so when I finally did get accepted, though, um, I think I told them of the, you know, the, the multiple schools that I got in, and most of them were actually out of state. And so that was my biggest uh, concern when telling them because, uh, I mean, I had, I had gone to an internship out of state for three months, but I hadn't, you know, I hadn't left home and been completely away from home. That was like not a two-hour drive. It was going to be you know, 36 hours driving if they wanted to come find me driving. Um, and so, unos últimos pensamientos para futuros padres de futuros estudiantes de la Universidad de San Diego? Es, yo les diría a padres que apoyen a sus hijos si ellos deciden ir a UCSD. Es una universidad de, de alto nivel de mucha reputación, donde mi hija se graduó por cinco, estuvo cinco años y encontró todo lo que ella necesitaba para eh, terminar su, su, su bachador. Eh, y confiando siempre en ellos eh, y dándoles mucho apoyo moral y económico. Ellos van a estar bien. Yeah. Como dice mi esposa, primero, darles el apoyo que siempre lo necesitan en todo momento y ayudarlos económicamente y no se diga moralmente para que ellos sigan triunfando siempre uh, día con día y máximo en una universidad como la que se graduó nuestra hija. Es una excelente universidad con, con un gran prestigio que confiaban en nosotros siempre en esta universidad y, y así fue, siempre. My last thoughts on just any advice to future students at UC San Diego would be, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions and don't be afraid to, you know, participate in everything in regards to like what you, what you think will help you in your future. Uh, no one's going to come knocking on your dorm or your first year or, you know, if you're a transfer, transfer student, your third year. No one's going to come knocking on your door telling you, this is what you need to do in order to become an engineer. This is what you need to do in order to become a doctor. You're going to need to find those resources. And you're going to need to ask questions. Ask questions to your professors. Ask questions to faculty members. Ask questions in different you know, organizations like at the Rasa Center or an Idea Center. And ask them, you know, how do I, you know, what's the track for this? How, how, do, how can you help me get there? Because that's what the institution is there for. They're here there to help you and help to groom you into what you want to become. And so make the best out of those years. Um, I was just talking to one of my uh, friends the other day about you know, our time at UCSD and it's um, some of the best years of your life. Um, it will be challenging, it'll be hard, uh, but at the end of the day, it's gonna be worth it. So there'll be a few bumps on the road, so don't be afraid. Um, go to office hours, get your questions answered. Uh, form those study groups and ultimately uh, have fun, learn and enjoy the ride because it goes by really, really fast. 